0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Big on the Inside, the New Who. Dot. So we Watch on podcast. It's an interview special this week. I am joined by one of the biggest um, creative graphic design people at Big Finish, Anthony Lamb. You will know his work from various Big Finish covers, including the very recent Time Lord Victorious Master um, range, as well as a couple. I say a couple. I'm going to say hundreds of 4th Doctor Adventures. I could be so wrong in saying hundreds, I should have checked, but I know he's done more than 300 Big Finish covers. So, this is a little interview I did with Anthony Over Zoom, in which we talk about the creative process behind designing some of these Doctor Who graphics, and what it's like working for Big Finish. So enjoy it, and I'll see you at the end. Cool. Okay, so the first question I want to sort of get into is, Graphic design in general. How does one get into that world? Because it does seem like an industry now that has changed a lot from twenty thirty years ago.
1: Hmm. Um, perhaps it has. I mean, twenty thirty years ago, I wasn't obviously in it. I was. Like, I was at uni in two thousand to two thousand three. Yeah. And funnily enough, I wasn't. I wasn't studying graphic design. I was studying animation. Um. But then after graduating, I just sort of fell into doing still graphics instead of motion ones.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, I mean, I still do a bit of animation, uh, but but no, reg- regarding graphics, I just sort of fell into it. I, I played around doing things for a hobby as one does. Yeah. And I guess enough people liked it. Um, um, and so I just got a job at a publishing house uh, after just randomly applying. It wasn't a, an adverted an advertised job or anything, so yeah. I just went went for that. Uh, I was there for four years, and that sort of set me on my way.
0: Yeah, I imagine a lot of people now mainly get into that by posting on social media, especially on Instagram, and just mm, tagging yeah. designers like yourself, and then hopefully the word spreads, their work gets shared, and then people do pick up on it.
1: Yeah, it's a it is a different different landscape yeah. now. Um, like back when I was first doing this. I mean, the internet was there, but it didn't seem to be as busy and sort of active as it is yeah. now. Um, I don't know if Instagram's a thing, possibly not. I only got into Instagram myself like a year or two ago, so yeah. a bit of a late uptake there. But no, I, um, I, it was a case of printing out your por- your portfolio, sending it to people, seeing who responded. Usually no one because, you know, the, the odds aren't great. So what, <laughs> so, what was that um,
0: first job, that first
1: it was for a publishing house called Visual Imagination. Uh, they did magazines like TV Zone, Film Review, Shivers, Ultimate DVD, all that yeah. sort of thing. Uh, I think quite a few Doctor Who-related designers have been through there actually.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, I think Tom Spilsbury, Lee Binding, uh, numerous others have all been through there. Yeah. It's a strange little convergence <laughs> of people. So you mentioned
0: the keywords there, Doctor Who. I'm sure, that's why a lot of people are listening. Mm. Was Doctor Who, was mm. there always that sort of because I guess, like, when we've spoken to writers and actors, they go, Oh, yeah, I love Doctor Who. There's always a girl to so get on Doctor Who, but I suppose to have mm. the goal of doing graphic design for Doctor Who, that's something maybe not a lot of people have. So, was there a Doctor Who girl, or did that just happen to be another job at the time?
1: Uh, there's always a Doctor Who girl. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've been into Doctor Who since, um, well since before I can remember, but I'm actively into it and making a point to go out of my way to enjoy it probably since 1988. Um, And I naturally enjoy drawing drawing things. So I'd draw a Dalek. um, I'd make a Dalek out of an Easter egg capsule uh, and stick matchsticks in there for the limbs and stuff. So I was like, before I was actually trying to get a job anywhere, I was into creating Doctor Who things. Yeah. And and it's just a natural ex, uh, development of that to try and do it on a more serious basis.
0: Yeah, it's definitely working. What is it? I think I had a look the other day. Is it over 300 big
1: finish covers you've done? I actually don't know, yeah. to be honest. They're, they're over there, but I haven't counted. <laughs> I just had a look on um, that. TARDIS
0: Wiki is amazing for uh, any Doctor Who information. So I had a quick look on that. I think it was about 318... diff. I'm not sure if that's just Doctor Who or just big finishing general covers.
1: Mm. Oh, all right, yeah. cool. I imagine a lot of those would be the um uh short trips uh things which which they weren't a full cover design. I yeah. mean the first four I did was were uh, short trips one, two, three, and four i I did uh scenes of the TARDIS in various uh interesting or dramatic situations, but the later ones uh they were more or less, more or less just a portrait of the relevant actor or yeah. doctor in most cases um so they're not as involved as the full cast audio covers mm. um but yeah they're, they're satisfying to do anyway and uh yeah i i enjoyed all my t- time doing those um like the, I'm, look, I'm looking over to see which ones pop out at me i enjoyed the uh when we moved into the box sets of the uh, fourth doctor adventures they yeah. were so, uh, um i mean i enjoyed them before that as well obviously but just seeing the spine with the picture on yeah. that uh Mark Plasto, uh, you know, designs the cover, wraps, and text, and layout, and stuff, and he's put the the image on the spine, which is rather nice.
0: How does how do you go about creating these then? Because I imagine, especially if you're doing like the Fourth Doctor, there's going to be limited ranges of photos that are sort of readily available. So is there a lot of, I'll take Tom Baker's head from this picture and his body from that one and I'll smash them together and then I'll take a screen grab of Sarah Jane from the episode. Or How does does that work? Because I don't think I've ever looked at a cover Um, and seen the same pose twice.
1: Yeah, um, we generally go out of our way to not use the same picture twice um, because obviously it gets repetitive and people don't want to see the same thing over and over again. Um, And a lot of the time it does come down to um, just... Working with what you've got, screen grabs are good. They're better now than they used to be because now we've got Remini. Uh, we can um, add more detail to otherwise grotty, grainy photos. Um, and yeah, sometimes it comes down to having a head from this picture, um, a body from another, and just... Little, I mean, you don't want to mess around with the face too much because that's where it gets really difficult. Yeah. Like You can't easily take eyes from one photo and put it onto the face of another because it just gets a bit awful yeah. quite quickly and you need to be incredibly um either lucky brave talented or all of the above to actually make that work easily yeah. which is so it's probably best to just leave the face alone um uh, in terms of proportions obviously tidy it up and everything yeah. but no yes yeah, it's very easy to get wrong
0: how do you then because i imagine that must take some time then to do these covers it's not just uh all right, send the audio, I'll mm. give it a listen, I'll work on it. Do you get a script like before as it's being recorded? Do you get an early listen to sort of get the vibe of the episode?
1: I never have an early lesson, no. I get sent the script yeah. if there's one ready. If there's not, it'll be just some kind of indication of what is required. But yeah, I'll read the script, um, work out what key locations or characters are re- really relevant yeah, try and get the, the relevant people or the theme of the the theme of the issue episode should be evident from the cover. Yeah. Like if it's scary or a space romp or some kind of detective thing, you, you want to echo the contents on the cover. Yeah. Um and yeah, I, I always read through the scripts. Um I try and avoid featuring things that are maybe from the last one or two episodes because obviously that might be something of a plot twist and yeah. you want to leave that in the plot twist rather than Having it out front and ruining it.
0: Yeah. So, like the process of, so you, I imagine that you make a, a draft of one and then you send it off and you get approval, or is it this is it, this is what I've made, that's the cover, or do they, do you get feedback on certain bits of work?
1: I, I do. I started out my uh, big finish career just doing the cover, <laughs> and more or less it was, it was usually okay, but with a few tweaks. And it's—I can't remember what it was—but at some point I thought, "Hang on, it's good, a good idea to just do a rough." And so I'd get the bare bones of the cover, do some scribbling to imply things that didn't exist yet because yeah. I hadn't made them yet, and that sort of thing. Um, just get a very rough version on, uh, and I'd send that to David Richardson and Nick Briggs or whoever the producer is, um, and just—I like to get approval on that before actually spending hours on things that otherwise might have to be undone mm. because it wasn't what was ordered.
0: Yeah. Uh, one thing that, this might just be me, but I always imagine there must be a slight eagerness to maybe do, <clears throat> sorry, pardon me, to do certain stories. Um, I'm hinting towards the return of Christopher Eccleston's Knife Doctor. There must be a certain thing of, Oh yeah. oh, I hope they ask me to come and do those.
1: Mm, well, I think Tom Webster's got that side of things yeah. tied up. He does an amazing job. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, I mean, it would be nice to do some new series stuff. It's, it's something I've, I mean, I've done new series stuff, but not um, not big finish. Mm. I've I've worked on TV iconics with Stuart um, Crouch, mm. uh, and I've done a few bits with Lee Binding. Uh, I did his um, episodic logos for Series Six. Yeah. Um, a and B, I think that's the series that was cut into, I think. Yeah. Um, I did I did some of those logos uh, Ringers of Akka 10, uh, Nightmare in Silver, Hyde, and uh, one or two others. I remember. Um, but so, yeah, um, uh, but in terms of big finish, no, I've not really got into new series stuff. Yeah.
0: One thing that I recently saw, I actually saw it in, on a shop shelf before I realised it was you who had done the artwork, was the SFX magazine for the What Would Have Been the actual Star Wars Episode Nine. Um, how does... Mm, yeah. That must be exciting to work on a Star Wars thing. I know it's SFX, um, so it's not...
1: Is it directly mm.
0: contacted with Lucasfilm? How, do, how does that go about? I,
1: I don't believe they're licensed no. for Star Wars, no. They, I think they report stuff mainly and yeah. analyse and go, in, go into the fun things. Um, but no, that came about because uh, Lee Binding did, again, did the cover... Artwork, the iconic for what would have been Star Wars Episode Nine, and and we chat all the time. And he just I said, hey, do you want to make me a Kylo Ren mask?
0: Yeah.
1: I was like, yes, I do. I love I love Star Wars. Um, so and and again, like you were talking earlier about things I might want to get into. If I could get into Star Wars officially, that would be amazing. Yeah. But I'm not I'm not crossing my fingers. I mean, I am, <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's 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 obviously chronically unlikely to happen. So just. Uh, doing, having touching Star Wars in any way is glorious, and so, yeah, Lee asked me to do the uh, sculpt for the, for Kylo Ren's helmet, and there are a few unused concept designs mm. from what that film would have been. Um, they weren't a terribly good look, so it took an amount of interpretation and uh, feeling what might have been rather than copying because it was so tiny. The image. yeah, um, I think I, I had a nice time with it though. It was, uh, it was nice to play with that aesthetic. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, are you adding nice on to Lee's work I, then?
0: Is he like already done the bulk of that cover, and you're coming in and adding the helmet?
1: I think at that stage he showed me a rough and said, uh, your, "Your helmet will go up here," mm. uh, and he'd he, had, he had roughed out the rest of it. So I had his rough uh, and thought, okay, and, and, and I was there was already enough information in that rough to tell me where the light might be coming from. Yeah. Um, there's a bit of flexibility because obviously it's a montage things can blend slightly and you can be a bit you use artistic license to use the lighting that looks good but I think there was blue light on one side and orange light on another side so Mm. I thought okay I'll I render I rendered a separate light pass for each of those so um, turn off all the lights in the scene except for the orange light on one side Uh, so you get a totally black image but with the orange light affecting it mm. you do that on its own and then you do the same for the blue light on the other side yeah. on its own and then you chuck those on on the main render in photoshop on screen mode and it adds that color illumination so that they can be adjusted independently yeah Whereas if you if you just render it in one, all that lighting is baked onto the image and you can't adjust it as easily. OK, I do do like to leave an amount of flexibility when when I'm adding a render to someone else's comp. They might want to do something that I haven't foreseen. Yeah. So I like to try and leave an element of wiggle room so that it makes that makes their job easier.
0: And there's a lot of that work done on. I got to. Sorry, go on.
1: Uh, I um, I got to make a few renders for the inside of the magazine as well, mm. like um, arty close-ups of the mask, which were very fun. And they they weren't um, they weren't specifically asked for. I just said I want to do these. Uh, I've I've got these renders that I've had fun doing. Here you go. Yeah.
0: Is that then a lot of that? Is that done through what I would call the Adobe Creative Cloud Photoshop Illustrator?
1: um the post-production is photoshop yeah um but the actual cg sculpting and rendering is done in blender
0: okay yeah because i had a look on your instagram a a lot of there's a lot of dalek renders i know when we spoke on spoke on instagram you mentioned that did you measure? you're moving away from the covers of big finish and now you're mainly doing these sort of dalek renders
1: um, I moved on from doing the fourth Doctor Adventures. I'm still working on a few big Finnish projects. Mm. I don't know if they're announced yet. So I, uh, they're not Doctor Who related. Okay. Uh, but, I, um, but I'm having fun doing those. Yeah. And um, But yeah, I, I, I do seem to be moving a bit more into CG, um, which again, it takes me almost back to what I trained in. I learned CG at uni yeah. uh, and then for years didn't really use it professionally. Now I'm starting to use it a bit more. Um, so it's satisfying that decades-old itch that I've had.
0: Is there then that... Am I right? Because Big Finish, from what I've seen online, I've spoken with my friend Harrison, is nuts on Big Finish. He listens to everything. He's got everything. He knows everything. And we were speaking the other day, and he mentioned that they're sort of moving away from, like, what you said, the fourth Doctor Adventures, and they're are they moving more into box set? sort of releases
1: now i think they are yeah. yeah they've i think they recently stopped the big finish main range yes
0: that was what i was thinking. which
1: of. has been mo- monthly uh isolated releases i think that's what they started with hmm. probably in the i don't know what year 98 99 something like that um yeah i think i think they've got a drive for box sets now yeah.
0: Is there, like, an aesthetic that you have to keep to? Because I know that the covers... Was it about five years ago the cover style changed quite a lot? Because they had that iconic strip on one side and you would sort of have the main bulk of artwork taken up around about three quarters mm. of it. But now it's, like, the whole thing is just outstanding artwork. How much play do you get with what's already there? Uh, nice cover-up. I'll edit around the uh, Do you want to repeat that? <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay,
1: Correct. Okay, um, <laughs> um, that... That cover design change was, I think, driven mainly due to the rebranded TV show. Okay. They switched to the really, really wide um, Jodie Whittaker era logo. And I think they decided it would be good if every licensee used the same branding. Uh, and so at that stage, we had to switch from the sidebar, which was uh, obviously the sidebar would have a stacked logo, um, usually of the... Yeah, it was that blue 1996 yeah. uh, Pertwee-esque uh, logo, um, or a variant of it, anyway. Um, I think at that stage. So in the past, that was you can't use that logo, which is sort of square-shaped. You can't use it easily in the middle mm. of the page because it forces the design into a sort of U shape underneath and around the logo, which is what the Big Finish covers had. I think when they started yeah. um, and I think at some stage the design was the d- decision was taken to okay let's pop the logo up in the corner with a bar giving the cover a, a, like a portrait sheet space yeah. to to occupy and that worked well and of course now the, the newer logo came along long and thin it can go at the top and you can use the biggest the big space of the cover Without actually having to worry about whether you're going to go around the logo Mm. because it occupies a nice, convenient space at the top.
0: Yeah, I know. I think I I remember when it got, when I saw the first lot of artwork that came out. And when you look back at what was what I would call the classic look with the sidebar, and you look at now, you think, oh, that's, there's a, I wouldn't say noticeable improvement because I don't want to say what came before wasn't good, but you go, oh, that looks amazing. This new sort of bright, vibrant sort of, it's very eye
1: catching. Mm yeah do you mean the do you mean the cover design style or the logo uh, the cover the...
0: design style mm
1: yeah um i think it's just fun you know artists techniques evolve as as they as they move on and it, it, when you have something like a design change like we've just talked about it, it was it was a really exciting time because we've been doing portrait stuff
0: yeah.
1: for ages and you think okay so how are, the, how are the various necessary elements going to fit into that and then we switched to the sort of landscape wider style and it was exciting because you're like oh look I could, I've got this space to play with and you, it gives you a little more room to breathe you can play with light a bit more yeah. um, you, can give, you can give individual elements more room to shine perhaps mm. uh, and I think it's been good for the cover design yeah. world generally
0: I know you mentioned earlier that you haven't done so much of the new series of Big Finish stuff with Tenth Doctor and so on. I, I'm not, not sure <clears> if you'll be able to answer this, but just as a fan, is there a time period between an actor playing the Doctor on TV to then them being cast as the same role in Big Finish? Because what I'm thinking of is we, the only really new-who Doctors we've had from Big Finish are Christopher Eccleston to come and David Tennant. Do, is there a licensing mm. thing where Big Finish have to wait for Matt Smith's Doctor to be able to appear in Big Finish, or is that just up to the actors?
1: I'm afraid I have no idea at all. It's oh, okay. not my side <laughs> of uh, not my side of things at all. We need to get I, j- I just what we I need. do what I'm told. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. mm.
0: Okay. So my my last question is: there will be people listening to this who are interested in graphic design, and maybe after this conversation, are thinking of maybe getting into it. For those who want to possibly pursue it as a career, do you have any advice for those? Any places where you think they could get good resources or good places to maybe show their work?
1: Um, Well, I think, as you mentioned, Instagram and Twitter are great places to show your work, especially um, because those places have... They've got fans inbuilt and your audience is right there. And people retweet you, that sort of thing. And if you get enough of the fans liking your stuff that'll uh, naturally get you seen a bit and at the end of the day you want your designs to be seen and that's a good way of doing it um yeah and of course the more you're seen by fans the more you're likely to be seen by other people who might at some point give you a job
0: and there you have it that was my interview with anthony lamb thank you so much anthony for giving me um a little bit of your time to talk all things doctor who and big finish it was really great go and check out his work on his instagram just instagram his name and also link it in the description below so thanks very much for listening guys and I'll see you again soon goodbye